be heavy. I like heavy stuff. I'm into that heavy stuff. It's gotta be heavy. The heavy sound, heavy beat. Rebel 1017 presents the Heavy in Ottawa podcast with Laura Collins and James Reed. Brought to you by The Coven, Ottawa's heavy metal themed restaurant, 93 Murray Street in the Byward Market. Happy New Year, everyone. It's uh, first episode of 2020. This is Heavy in Ottawa. I'm Laura. And I'm James. This week, we will once again list some upcoming events, first events of 2020 for the next couple of weeks. Our spotlight band this week is held in secret, and we have Matt and Will in studio chat with us a little bit later on. But our first special guest is Daniel DK. He is a local Ottawa guitar player, and according to your Facebook profile, flying Vs, fresh and dive bombs at Exciter, right? That's it. You got it. <laughs> so thank you so much for chatting with us today. Uh, what's going on with you? Like, you had a really busy year with Exciter. You just joined the band in 2018. And for those who, for some reason, don't know, Exciter is a, is a legendary local speed metal band, and they've been around for a long time. So how, how did all that came to be? How did you ended up joining the band? Well, the irony of it all, and the fact, I, I mean, I love that I can get introduced as a, an Ottawa guitar player, because the fact of the matter is, I ran away from Ottawa almost 10 years ago to try and <laughs> chase a musical dream in Toronto, and uh, it literally, 10 years later, brought me back to Ottawa to join an Ottawa band that I'd been friendly with and listening to my whole life. So it's uh, pretty cool how the circle of life works, and uh, everything kind of falls into place as it should, I feel. How, how did you in the first place meet the guys? I mean, I met them as well. We did some promo photos last year and super nice dudes. Yeah, totally. The the best dudes. Um, as you know, Ottawa's uh, a pretty tight-knit musical community. I mean, I, I met Dan Beeler uh, numerous, numerous times over the years, and we had a lot of mutual friends. It's just always always cool to, you know, know the, the big-time local Ottawa you know, celebrity, if you will. I was like, oh, I'm friends with Dan Beeler. That's so, that's so wicked. I got, you know, I got all his records at home. And, uh, you know, fast forward to 2018 and I'm just cruising, uh, cruising the internet. I was on Facebook at home and uh, I saw the bass player from the band had posted, Alan Johnson posted that Exciter was looking for a new guitar player. And I almost instantly sent him a message on Facebook letting him know that I was interested, and he thought I was kidding. He didn't believe me. He's like, are you, are you serious? And I remember the message. I wrote back, I'm 100,000% serious, dude. Uh, and uh, from there, we took the first steps. I came down to Ottawa, uh, met with the dudes, did a rehearsal, and uh, it was just uh, it was really crazy. It just There was like not even uh, a question. I almost felt like I was just in the band as soon as I walked in the door. It was actually a pretty cool feeling. Because for quite a few years before that, you were pretty busy with diamonds, right? Oh, yeah, totally. I, uh, I paid my dues sleeping on floors and driving around the world in a cramped-ass van with diamonds for a long time. So uh, <laughs> it's nice to play in a three-piece band now. There's a lot more space everywhere you go <laughs> as opposed to playing in diamonds, which was five people. I really am digging this three-piece band thing. I gotta say, it's super wicked. I mean, if you end up with a small backstage room, it, it doesn't really matter because you're only three people. So there's a lot of uh, benefits. Anyone listening who's starting a new band, I highly recommend a three-piece. Oh man, even even as me as a musician, I I've played in three. I played in a lot of three pieces, and I've played in 
four and five pieces and I just love it when I come back to a three piece and there's just all that extra space in the van, all that extra space in the hotel rooms, just emotionally dream. And, and yeah, that's you. <laughs> Literally. Two less personalities to deal with. Yeah, the it's emotional great. space is the big one. Laura, you nailed it. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the winner right there. <laughs> so last year was super busy for you. I, I was following your your uh, tour where you're going you went to europe you went to japan like where where did you go <laughs> um yeah we we did a, a lot last year um which is cool because i so basically i joined the band and uh did all the administrative work right off the bat came came down to ottawa did a photo shoot with you as you know um that was the first exciter photo shoot with me and the band we did with laura um, and so got all, all that kind of stuff taken care of, did a little bit of press, and then uh, the shows just started and literally did not stop up until December 31st when we played our last show of the year. Um, we're uh, South America, some North American stuff, Europe, uh, Asia, and it's wild because already starting next week, I'm like back back on the road, uh, headed off to Germany for a festival, and then the rest of 2020 is like, uh, South America again, tons more Europe, some huge festivals over the, over the summer in Europe with like the likes of Judas Priest and Iron Maiden and Faith No More. It's like pretty exciting for us. And, uh, as well, uh, Australia, we're headed there, um, in June as well, which is super exciting. Obviously, uh, some fucked up shit going on in Australia right now. So yeah, sending, and hopefully it'll still be there. It's, yeah, it's crazy sending, shit what's happening there. Sending lots of positive vibes and uh, well wishes to our Australian brothers and sisters. And uh, if anyone doesn't know, there's tons of ways we can be helping out uh, in Australia. Just hop on the internet, uh, do a quick Google, and you'll see lots of uh, places you can send uh, your hard-earned money to to make sure that uh, Australia gets that shit taken care of. Because it's really scary what's happening there with the wildlife and uh the green space it's fucking uh, a goddamn disaster so let's do our part it really is i mean I, I lived in australia for a year and it's such a beautiful country and and there's the animals the nature it's unlike anywhere else in the world so it's really scary to think that all these what, what was it like half a billion animals have already died so far yeah it's crazy. yeah literally like 500 million yeah and it's probably more now right. absolute disaster yeah it's really uh heartbreaking but Hopefully, uh, not hopefully, because it will it will get sorted, and we will be there in June. And uh, I'm I'm really I've never been to Australia, and it's totally been a bucket list for me. So it's just a little bit bittersweet right now, looking towards that trip, knowing what's going on there. And I wish there was more that uh, we could do. Um, to you know, this is it's super fucked up. The destruction and the loss of life. It's scary, man. Yeah, yeah really is. So with with all this touring and and whatnot, you also did something else last year, and that was uh, you were part of Shredders of Metal with Banger TV. So I kind of wanted to hear about that. How did how did that all come to be? Yeah, so I mean, you know, still still got to have a day job because it's rock and roll. So uh, I'm lucky that my day job is uh, also in the realm of rock and roll, which is pretty cool. I work for uh, Banger Films, which is a uh, film production company. Uh, founded by Sam Dunn from uh, Metal Headbangers Journey documentary, which most metalheads and hard rock fans have seen. So we do a ton of variety of all sorts of uh, online programming for a YouTube channel, as well as uh, there's uh, 
the company responsible for some Netflix series, uh, Hip Hop Evolution, Metal Evolution, stuff like that. So one of the one of the series we did was called Shredders of Metal, and uh, essentially we uh, we cast from a pool of talent of guitar players, and it's like uh, imagine a live head-to-head guitar shredding competition judged by some pretty heavyweight judges. We've had uh, Alex Skolnick from Testament, uh, Ben Weinman from Dillinger Escape Plan, and uh, it's just pretty cool, sponsored by ESP and Marshall, so there's some kick-ass prizes. I can actually, pretty sure I'm allowed to say, yeah, totally allowed to say this, uh, there's going to be a season three. It's in production right now. What's the release date on that, or do you know yet? Uh, I believe that we're going to be shoot. We're in, pre- we're in pre-production right now. I believe we're shooting at the end of winter. That's the broad stroke uh, timeline that we're giving is end of winter. And uh, I imagine it'll be out early summer. It'll be out for viewing. But uh, So out of curiosity, how, how would someone wanting to be the Shredder champion, how would someone participate in this? So we usually do an open casting call at some point. I don't believe we've gone that far yet. I think right now, uh, what, what do we have public right now? Yes. Yeah, so actually, I can even tell you more. Uh, so season three is going to be drummers, not guitar players. Oh, cool. Um, there you go, James. <laughs> so that's cool. So that's, uh, that was actually really just, just recently announced. So that's out in the, uh, the atmosphere for uh, everyone to absorb for now. And uh I'm sure that we'll have a call to action with a link and a uh, uh, spot to submit your your videos because that's all you got to do. Put in a, a video, give us your best chops, and from there we uh, pick. And uh, if you know anything about Banger and the way we do it, uh, we're going to have a kick-ass judging panel. So think about your, your biggest drum heroes and like there's a chance that that's who you're going to be playing for. It's pretty cool. So we're working on all that right now. And uh, I'm really excited, but it's going to be really, really fucking loud. <laughs> so where would someone go for more information on that? Uh, right now, the best place to keep your eyes peeled would just be on uh, the Banger TV YouTube page, which is literally just youtube.com slash Banger TV, um, as well as, you know, we're on all the social medias. We post everything uh, when there's a pertinent announcement. So we got uh, Instagram, uh, Banger Films, and on Facebook, Banger Films as well. And you can find, as soon as the submission is open to the public, It'll be posted up at those spots for sure. That's pretty exciting. I can see like James is like, <laughs> hmm, <laughs> thinking. The wheels are turning. That's right. So how'd you get into doing this, man? Um, is that, the banger thing's actually really cool. It's happened super organically. I, I got asked to be a guest on a, a program they do where they kind of dissect the heavy metal family tree. And I got requested to come into the studio as the thrash expert. And uh, it was super cool. Uh, it's fun to work with Sam Dunn and do a. It was actually a live, a live taping, so we used to stream live to YouTube. So we streamed live, and uh, I guess I didn't suck because about two weeks later, uh, I had a contract in my uh, in my email inbox asking if I wanted to work there. Sick. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. It's like, dude, it's like a dream come true. I mean, like Sam Dunn kind of legitimized, you know, my passion for heavy metal. I was considered a, a total weirdo in a unacademic freak for liking this you know heavy music that a lot of people just thought was juvenile and barbaric and like what do you know what are you still doing listening to heavy metal and you know here comes this uh academic educated uh filmmaker just making movies about heavy metal basically legitimizing to the mass public this 
this love that, you know, millions of people around the world have for the greatest kind of music uh, ever, ever created. So it's pretty cool to, to get to work uh, side by side with Sam. He's, uh, I still learn from him all the time. He's uh, a very, very, very intelligent dude and just fucking knows so much about music. That's the coolest thing is uh, a lot of people ask me about Sam, you know, what he's like. I'm like, just bottom line, he's like the real deal. A goddamn music fan who's using his influence and power to spread heavy metal as much as he can in as many avenues as he can. And I think that's super admirable. That's really cool to be part of that, for sure. It's like the Santa Claus of heavy metal. Sp- <laughs> yeah, spreading yeah. riffs and headbanging <laughs> wherever he goes. Riffs for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> or Oprah. Mm-hmm. You, get a- you get a riff. You get a riff. You get a blast beat. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. So for just out of curiosity, for which local bands or, or Canadian bands do you currently listen to? Like, are there any Ottawa bands that really caught your attention recently? Um, I don't know where everyone's from all the time uh, with bands. So I don't know uh, if they're Ottawa local, perhaps. But uh, there's a wicked one right now. It's called Villain. It's more like uh, traditional heavy metal if you're into, like... Uh, Dawkin and the new wave of British heavy metal. Uh, you'll love this band called Villain. Uh, there's another band uh, from Canada called Traveler. It's fucking excellent, excellent heavy metal as well. And we play um, uh, one of their tunes, at least, I know. I think in Ottawa, like Ryan, Ryan Wolves just started a new band called North Gang, I think. Yep. That's right. Um, Formerly known as Eagleson. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I texted him the other day. I'm like, hey is someone impersonating you on Instagram or did you just get a new Instagram? <laughs> and he's like, oh no, dude, fresh start. Uh, R.I.P. Eagleson, let's do North Gang. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm on board. So uh, stoked to see what those guys come up with uh, in the new year as well. Yeah, I've heard some of the tunes. I was helping drum tech on one of their songs and it's it's going to be good. That's awesome. Yeah. That's rad. So you, you kind of threw out a little advice for, for starting musicians and starting bands there earlier, but would you have any kind of um, advice? I mean, you you, ha- you seem to have your hands on pretty much everything you can think of related to, to metal. I don't, I don't even know. Do you sleep ever? No, I literally <laughs> never, ever, ever, ever sleep. Uh, I drink a lot of coffee, and uh, I drink a lot of coffee. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. But what kind of advice would you would you have for starting musicians who want to get you know like who want to tour the world with with one of the most legendary bands or, or just want to get out of their hometown and yeah. play? Yeah, you know, honestly, there's a million different people who will tell you a million different things. So I mean, take my advice as a, a grain of salt. But I think that truly, it boils down to a few things. You got to be able to play first and foremost. You know, put in the time. Don't be a hack figure out your instrument and figure out how to do it better than, than other people. So you can, you know, excel in that pool of musicians and then ultimately never sleep, work super hard. It's all about work ethic and, um, you know, don't, don't leave important tasks in the hands of others. Do shit yourself, DIY till I die and just (laughs) work, work hard. And then ultimately, honestly, like there is an element of luck. Uh, there's, you know, a hundred million guitar players in the world, you know, what are the odds that you're going to be the dude that gets picked? So, I mean, there's an element of luck, but there are things you can do to sway that luck your way. So work hard. Sleep is stupid, man. If you want to be lazy, you want to be a lazy musician and sleep all day and rock and roll night and party every day. Like, I mean, that's cool and all. And trust me, I, I dig that lifestyle, but 
there's a, a it's a huge importance behind work ethic in this world. That's that's all I can say. You gotta you know create your own destiny and do everything in your power to chase it. Yeah, it's not as much as a party as uh, as some people seem to think it is. Hey, there's I a mean, lot don't more work get ahead involved. of yourselves. I mean, it, there's definitely a bit of partying. Oh, there's partying, but you got to get a lot of work done first before you get to that point of partying. Yeah, totally. And 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 if you don't get the work done, you have to be really, really comfortable with writing a great email while you're hungover. <laughs> yeah, or worse. Yes, exactly. So I mean, just uh, it's all about hard work um, and not to give up as well. Like, I mean, there were some bleak, bleak times when uh, when I was playing in Diamonds. There was, you know, I mean, I'm talking about stranded on the side of the road, some interstate in the U.S. with no money in a busted van. And, you know, where do we go from here? Is this the end? There's been all sorts of ultimatums like that. And uh, you just can't let it discourage you. It's all part of the journey. And uh, don't be afraid to start new things. If one project isn't working for you, that's it, it's fine. I mean, it's difficult to let go of your baby, but I mean, it's totally fine to start something new, a new creative output and to put, you know, another band on the back burner to focus on a different one. Like there's, there's no rules. It's uh, it's an open creative landscape. Just get to it and work hard. And trust me, there's nothing that people notice more than a hardworking band, a group of hardworking individuals that come together and create great music. That's awesome. I was curious if you ever found yourself, especially like before you're an exciter, especially talking about hard times with diamonds. If you ever found yourself kind of comparing yourself to other artists who were like more successful at the time, or you'd seem like they were more successful. And if you ever like found yourself stuck in that little hole and advice on that one, because I feel like that's a, a very common problem for a lot of musicians, especially local ones. Yeah. 150%. I think it's super important to not fall into this hole of, looking at someone else in your scene and being like, well, they get all the opportunities or look what the way that they're doing it. Or, you know, I think that it's almost toxic to try and compare yourself to other people because listen, you don't know what goes on behind the scenes with every band. You know, why is one band getting on the radio and one's not? Why is one band getting tours and one's not? I mean, you might perceive it as, Oh, well we just suck or, Oh, we're not doing it right. But that's not always the case. You don't know, uh, what the powers that be are behind that band or who's bankrolling that band or who's friends with that band. So I think it's really important to not compare yourself to other acts. Um, There's healthy ways to do that. I mean, you can look at a band and be like, wow, that was really cool the way they did that. Maybe for our next release, we should try something similar to that and to work together and to grow. But um, to, to have this competition attitude with other bands in your scene is very, very unhealthy and I mean, I'm, I've been guilty of it before, and that's why I can come out on the other side and, and say something like this. It's, uh, it's really, really not healthy to, to fall into that competition-type mindset. And uh, don't be jealous, man. Be happy for people. If, uh, if another band's getting great opportunities, be happy for them. Don't compare yourself to them, because I promise if you keep working hard, your time will come. Yeah, it's not like one person's success means that there isn't enough success left for you or anything else like that. Agreed. And you know, man, especially in the Canadian world, I get it. Canada's not a big music scene. We don't have a lot of big young bands anymore. We have a lot of mid-level young bands all clawing at each other to, you know, rise to the top to, to get the very limited opportunities that there are in this country. But 
it does not mean that it should be a dog eat dog type competition. I hate when I hear bands talking shit about each other. It's like, you know, be friends or, or just don't. There's no need to put each other down. Uh, if you guys can't work together, that's fine. But I mean, there's no, you don't need to measure each other's success and, and, and be competitive with each other. As I say, healthy competition is one thing, but to be jealous is totally another thing, man. That's not cool. And that's not going to help you. That's only going <laughs> to, trust me, it's only going to make things worse if you try and do it that way. Just uh, work hard, focus on yourself, and uh, you will rise to the top. Nobody wants to hang out with a whiner either, so. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> there's, there's, that's, that's the worst, man. There's people that I, I, don't, I don't go out with because I know that I'm just going to listen to them whine for three hours. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. Well, with these wise words, uh, thanks so much, BK. Like, thank you so much for, you know, taking a moment to chat with us. And um, I hope you're going to get some rest before you hit the road again in the new year. Oh, and I can't... That, that, that's a novel idea, getting some rest. Yeah, I don't think that's really going to happen, but thank you. <laughs> you can always try. Thanks so much for chatting with us today. No, Thanks, absolutely. man. Thank you guys so much uh, for having me on. And uh, James, it's nice, nice to meet you. I hope to meet you in real life too one day. Yeah, that'd be swell. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I hope you have a rocking day. All right, take care, dude. Cheers. Next up, we're going to be chatting with Held in Secret, but first, Muffler Crunch and which one is it?
and Ottawa Spotlight. So for this week's Spotlight, we have the local metalcore band Held in Secret, and we have Matt and Will in the studio here with us. Thanks for joining us, boys. Hi, thank you for having us. It's great to be here. Thank you very much. Let's start off by just introducing the band. Tell us about who's in it and what you guys all do. So we're a five-piece metalcore band, and we've been active for about three years. We published our first record last year on December 7th, entitled Dawnbreaker. It has seven songs on it. And um, we are about to release our second album called Nomads. It's a five-song EP, and we're going on tour for it in about a week and a half. So, yeah. Right on. Pretty cool. And when's that coming out? It's uh, The release date is really iffy still, so we we would prefer not to announce a real date but it's it's coming in before february before yeah. february okay yeah. cool all right yeah. and then you guys are going on tour when's that starting we're starting tour on january 17th okay yeah. and where are you guys going we're starting at your house <laughs> <laughs> and then you should know this james and then, well, i did know about that one but i meant other than that <laughs> And then we're doing uh, Montreal at La Vitrola, and then Quebec City at La Source de la Martinière. Okay. And then we're doing three weekend runs. So oh, okay, cool. It's nine dates overall, but spread out over three weekends. Okay. And uh, then the second weekend, we're doing Kingston, Sudbury, Toronto, and then Peterborough, Oshawa, Hamilton. Cool. All right. So a good little rip around Ontario and Quebec. Yeah, exactly. We're right trying, on. Uh, we're trying to move uh, everywhere. Who are you going on a tour with? We're going on tour with uh, the lovely gentleman from Suicide for a King from Montreal. They're a local metalcore band too, and they're uh, they're really good. So uh, when they uh, played with us at Farmfest uh, this summer, which was a uh, oh yeah, Stephen Delorius, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah and. Um, it was really, really fun. We got to know these guys uh, pretty well. We also played their album release uh, in Montreal that okay. was last year at Piranha, and it was really, really fun. And we just got to know these guys, and we hung out after the show, and they were kind of like the same same thing that we are. They're like a little family, too. Mm-hmm. They like hanging out with each other, even when it's not like for a show purpose or like just, yeah. just to have fun. Yeah. And we're like, wow, we're the same type of people, so when we... Got finished with the show. We sat down at the bar. We were like, okay, so let's have fun. And we did. And it was, right it was really nice. And we made some really cool contacts. And now we're going on tour with them. So, yeah, that's going to be pretty fun. So, yeah. you guys are, um, were you guys all friends before you started this band then? Our band? Yeah, no, your band. Uh, no, we, we, we didn't know each other, actually. Uh, Will Will and I met further down the road. I think Will's been a part of Held in Secret for about a year now, right? Well, the thing is, we met each other at Rockfest, I think it was four years ago, but we just spent like the weekend and then we just uh, yeah, lost we, each other and we didn't speak for like two years because we actually didn't know each other. Mm-hmm. And then out of the blue, I just go back to school and there's a music room there, so I just go and play music. Okay. And um, out of the blue, Dave, who was with Matt back then, is in the room and we just happen to talk. Dave's our guitarist, I just want to mention. Okay, yeah. yes, Dave's our guitarist. <laughs> And um, yeah, uh, we had a conversation and these guys were looking for a bass player for Held in Secret and I was like, well, hey, what's up? And uh, for like, I don't know, it took about a week and then um, he told me to come in to see you at the shop and that's where we actually met officially, if you want. Well, we had met, but we were in such altered states that (laughs) it it, it didn't really matter anyways. You know, for like the first three years of me knowing Will or me knowing who Will was, I didn't even know his name was Will. I thought, I I just knew he was named Captain Labatt, like on Facebook. So that's all I knew. But anyway, now now he's a part of our our big family and uh, we... 
we grow every day and it's a it's a pleasure to see all my band members thriving and getting together and then awesome. getting to play a tour with them too which is something that three years ago when we started this project we we were like okay we're gonna start by playing this city and then yeah. we'll see but yeah it's overwhelming uh we just got like 600 likes more like on december 11th we had 750 likes and then now we have 1300 which is like wow yeah you shot up yeah there's like a huge gap and it was it's it's been what overwhelming i have no idea just i think it's the anticipation of our next record right on we announced that we we have a featuring with the lead vocalist of silent planet on okay. our record garrett russell and uh he we we talked to him and we we collaborated with him throughout the project and it was really nice. We're really excited because I mean they're one of my favorite bands of all time and uh, just just having him like he's a, he's such a good lyricist and stuff like that. Just having him on on one of our songs is really nice. But we're also really excited as to what it can bring to us to have a big name like Garrett Russell on one of our songs. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It always adds yeah. a little bit of extra clout. Um, so where did you guys record this record? We did the same thing that we did with our last record, and we went to see Joe. Uh, Joe from, Moon, yeah, Joe okay. Moon from uh, Dark Moon Productions. Yeah, good boy. Yeah, he's really, really good. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he he got the sound so right on the first time, and then when we said that on the second time around, we wanted to be a little heavier and we wanted to change the style a little bit. He was really into it, and he wanted to help us get the product that we wanted and the product that we deserved. And uh, he's not he's not letting us go off easy. Will actually spent four hours in the studio with him yesterday, if you can say a little bit about that. Well, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> you ride your ass? No, it actually went pretty well. Yeah? Uh, Joe's a very, very professional guy when it comes to that. And um, we're, I mean, it's productive at the same time as we're having fun. And um, I really don't have anything negatives to say about that to be honest what were you guys working on just like uh, touching up some bass parts yeah well uh, we were I was tracking the bass for the new record there okay um, I, we finished it yeah we actually finished it yeah we I've done uh, one session with them I think two weeks ago and then we finished it yesterday yeah. so uh, we just need your vocals now and we're good yeah no. yeah so I was gonna say, so every, every, just the vocals yeah, is left to be tracked, and that's it, left, and yeah. then just mixing yeah, and mastering and all that yeah. stuff. Should so be this week. So is when you're doing it. Should be this week. Should be. It should be. Yeah, I know, right? But was it supposed to be last week too? No, the week it, before? It, well, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, timelines fall out of sync. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, delays, musician schedules. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And try to coordinate five people too. It's oh yeah, it's the worst. It's uh, it's pretty hard, but we. We're managing to get it before the tour, and I think that's the the most important part. If if the full album isn't out by the tour, the, the a single will definitely be, and okay. then we'll we'll palliate with the the record in the following week or two. So yeah. Well, because the tour is basically going to be going over the course of three weeks, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So so even if you don't make it for the exactly. first one, hopefully yeah. for the yeah. second but, or third. But there will definitely be a single out uh, for. Uh, during that that time period uh, okay. before uh, February. Are we going to be hearing um, any treats from this new album yet? Oh, right, you don't have the vocals yet. Yeah, so. exactly. The, records are, the vocals aren't tracked Yeah, yeah. I was so. like, yes, we're going to hear something exclusive, but... We're well, once it's out, right. we will. Yeah, exactly. Once the, the single's out, uh, it could maybe... Yeah, but um, so far we've been working really hard on it, and we've been booking this tour, which is the you, most time-consuming thing. Yeah, you're doing it all yourself. Yeah, well, I, we we have help from uh, Outbreak Productions from Montreal. Okay. He's a friend of mine from uh, a long time, and uh, 
we have booked it together. I I helped with some some of the the band's connections, and then he helped with some of the venue connections that he had, and then some other times it was the other way around and stuff like that. Right. But right. Um, I also own a company that's called Hexagon Productions. Yep. And we uh, we book shows and we uh, we man we we're gonna get into managing artists in the next year, oh, which cool. is actually gonna be probably a big part of Will's responsibility in the project but uh, so the band is getting involved with the know. company as well <laughs> come on you knew that but uh, you just got a job Will no well, <laughs> I mean he got a job a few months ago and he and I mean whatever but uh, we Hexagon is doing show bookings concert photography um, music video productions and stuff like that so yeah, yeah. It, it was just the next step to start booking tours and stuff like that and with the help of Outbreak Productions from Montreal mm -hmm. the tour that we booked like this one I have a feeling that I can rebook it for other artists and and yeah once you have those connections smaller local artists yeah. then I can I can allow them to go play in those really cool cities yep. in front of people that they've never seen before and I think that that's a nice thing I I love the local scene and when I was a 14 year old kid mm -hmm. I had nowhere else to go and I went to Mavericks and then there was like 300 other people that had nowhere else to go and that's I was it. like oh wow that's there it. you go I'm home just a bunch of yeah. rejects and then, and then <laughs> but I, I also want to use the this in air quotation notoriety that I've gained throughout the years in the scene to allow other smaller artists to, mm -hmm. to thrive and to you know get to live their dreams and drive out on the road and you know play in front of people yeah, absolutely yeah so i think that's the the coolest thing yeah so is this this is the first band uh or the first tour as a band yeah is that right that's the first tour yeah we we awesome. did we did small runs before of like two or three shows but that's the biggest uh that's okay the first tour yeah. you guys are planning on doing lots more in the future yeah we're we're planning on two or three more in the year okay yeah. sweet but it's it's difficult with schedules and stuff like that but we're 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 planning <laughs> yeah, we're planning to even cross that border soon, maybe. Yeah, which uh, which could be fun into the states, but yeah. right on. Yeah, that's an undertaking. It's expensive yeah. to get there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I don't even know what it's going to be like with Mister oh, yeah. Orange Monkey. Oh yeah, that shit now. But oh, yeah, he's oh, been well. Beach, though. Oh yeah, he's not great. That, not that that means anything. No, just I mean, just the best. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So we're gonna listen to a song of yours, Aftermath. Yeah. What do you want to tell me about that song? I think it's our heaviest song out yet. It definitely doesn't reflect on how heavy our new material is, but it's definitely the heaviest that we have out at the moment. And uh, I think it just is just a banger. And uh, we uh, we hope that you like it as much as we liked producing it for you guys. So yeah, right on. Well, this is Aftermath by Held in Secret.
here in the studio with held in secret and we've got matt and will here and that was aftermath uh now i've got one last question for you guys and it is my standard dumbass question of the week okay so this will be a question for both of you if you could be one inanimate object but still be able to see what would you be and let's keep it moderately pg (laughs) i was not ready for that That, that's a good one Do, do you have any idea matt I think I'd be a bagel. A bagel. Yeah. And um, I think that all I would want to see for the rest of my life is the inside of that bagel bag with all the other bagels. If I was a bagel, <laughs> then I'd be content with just seeing other bagels. I, I was going to say, even like the inside of the toaster would be pretty tricky. Yeah. It'd be the last thing like, you whoa, see. But yeah. Well, yeah, no, that works too. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I really don't know. What will you be, Will? Well... Obviously, I'd be like, I don't know which band, but obviously a very known band's instrument so that I could actually see the world, you know? Oh, well, yeah. oh that's a good oh, answer. Wow, that's a good yeah, one. so um, as a bass player, obviously, I'm going to pick a bass player. If some, some, like, I'd be Nikki Six's axe. Like, oh, yeah, there you go. Well, well probably back in the house right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm hesitating between, I don't know, either John Young or Jared Smith. Jared Smith from uh, Archspire there. Mm. But uh, yeah, I'd be one of them basses. That'd be cool. Uh, that's that's a, that's definitely a better answer than mine. <laughs> so, so a bass. Why or would you a be bagel? a bagel? <laughs> Dude, Why? I'm hungry. Maybe it's early in the morning. Maybe I don't know. I'd like to know if you actually thought about this question when you were writing. Yeah, me too. I yeah, right back at you, James. Um, I thought I'd be like a tree on the side of a mountain. And just then so I'd just have be the able most to gorgeous s- view. Just see uh, mountains for the rest of my life. I like mountains. That's They're nice. cool. It's better than bagels. <laughs> well, I'd be in a comfy case all day, and then I get to see con- new countries and be on a stage, man. I don't know, man, but yeah, I like I like that yeah, whole idea good. too. I I might just become a, a guitar or something too. You get in a nice cushy case. You, you would definitely out. not want to be drums though. Yeah. No, I get yeah, beat the fuck out of. Maybe like the front skin of a bass drum or something like that. Yeah, I'll just vibrate yeah, so a lot. You can see massages yeah. all day. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Well, thank you so much for having us. It was Absolutely. a pleasure. Take care.
Heavy in Ottawa. Brought to you by The Coven, Ottawa's heavy metal-themed restaurant, 93 Murray Street in the Byward Market. Heavy in Ottawa. Presented by Rebel1017.com. We are back on Heavy in Ottawa. I'm Laura. And I'm James. And would you like to tell us what's happening within the next couple of weeks? Sure would. So starting it off this Saturday, January 11th, at Moose McGuire's will be the first of the Rebel Real Rock Search shows. This one featuring Holy Hi-Fi and Red Light Saints. Then next Thursday, January 16th, at Prest, there's going to be an acoustic show featuring David Dino White being supported by locals Chris Zimmerman and Kyle Ivan. Next Friday, January 17th, at a certain punk house, there will be a metalcore show featuring Held in Secret, Horcrux, Suicide for a King, Fractures and Outlines, and Carissa. Next Saturday, January 18th, will be a sad day in the local hardcore scene as Contempt plays their last show. Contempt have been together since 2013, but they've decided to cap things off this year with one last show at Sinkhole. They will be joined by Friction from Toronto and locals Premonition and Bug Bites. Also next Saturday, January 18th, at Moose McGuire's will be another of the Rebel Real Rock Search shows, this one featuring Ulu and Project Mars. And also next Saturday, at Babylon, Beyond the Pit will be putting on another hard-hitting metal show featuring locals Triple Murder, Harmoniac, Mayo Mindu, as well as out-of-towners Ocean Drive, Horrid Drix, and Trench Lungs. And finally, next Saturday, January 18th, at House of Targ, you can catch the local legends in Muffler Crunch, as well as In Heat and Onion Face and Sick, Th- Sick Things from Montreal. Sounds like a pretty busy weekend next weekend, so <laughs> we'll have options to where to go to next Saturday. Yes. This has been Heavy in Ottawa. Thanks so much for everyone tuning in. We're going to be back in uh, two weeks, and we're going to be leaving you with Contempt and Evil Breed.
You've been listening to the Heavy in Ottawa podcast from Rebel1017.com with Laura Collins and James Reed. Brought to you by The Coven, Ottawa's heavy metal themed restaurant, 93 Murray Street in the Byward Market. New episodes posted twice monthly. Join the Heavy in Ottawa Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. Heavy in Ottawa. Presented by Rebel1017.com.